Well, we're glad to have you in the class of Peacemaker study tonight. Uh, and uh, I, I, I think I want to start where Brad ended his class. Now, he, he, did, he did a great job of introducing this study. I, he just seemed to have a grasp on it that uh, I, I wish I had a better grasp on it. But uh, I'm, I've asked John to lead us in a prayer to begin. Dear Lord, we thank you for this opportunity we have here this evening and pray that you'll be with us and help us to see see what you have to say for us in our lives about being peacemakers, for being ambassadors of peace and instruments of your peace. We thank you for the peace that you give us in our lives and help us to to wake up every day and be renewed with your peace and to to show that others in the world as well. Seems we ask Jesus Amen. Amen. Now Brad ended his class by by looking at Philippians two verses three through eleven. I, I, I want to begin there because that that just uh, really says so much about how we are to be uh, peacemakers and uh, why we are to be peacemakers. There's a picture of Jesus here that uh, is just uh, wonderful for us to com- comprehend. Philippians 2 verses 3 through 11. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. Have this attitude in yourself, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason, God... uh, Uh, also highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Uh, The the author of our book uh, made a uh, great statement in in his uh, review of this this uh, particular lesson using this text and just simply showing uh, or, or just saying that if we can get the thoughts of the, this passage in our minds and think about what God has done with us uh, for us through Jesus that uh, it, it will make us think more about being the kind of people we need to be when, when we're uh, in a conflict. Now, uh, Brad, uh, when, when we read through that, he just made the comment, the one who humbled himself the most was honored the most. Now, the, the, the fact is, uh, uh, no man's life is trouble-free. And uh, Job, in Job uh, 14.1, man who's born of, of woman is a few days and full of trouble. Now, he, he was the one to say that. Uh, because uh, I don't know of any people that I've seen who've been through all of the problems that Job has been through, but there probably are some. But uh, 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 no, none of our lives are going to be 
trouble free and our goal is to meet every conflict head on at not being afraid of the conflict but to be willing to face the, the conflict head on and as nothing less than an opportunity to glorify God, to serve others and to be like Jesus. Now uh, I just think that most of us don't like conflict. I don't. I don't like conflict. And I avoid it if I can. But uh, th- this, this whole idea of peacemaking makes us uh, uh, want to be uh, able to handle the conflict that comes our way. Because again, uh, no man's life is trouble free. But uh, I, I think it's interesting... Uh, somebody talked about God giving us uh, homework. Uh, God loves to humble and refine us by giving us homework. And in other words, God tests us and uh, uh, e- examines us. This, the psalmist, Psalm 26 and verse 2. Uh, examine me, O Lord, and try me. Test my mind and my heart. And, and I think what David is saying there uh, is... Uh, uh, God, I want you to hold me accountable. And uh, 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 that, that is a, that's a uh, brave prayer to pray. Uh, examine me, try me, test me, test my mind and my heart. Again, hold me accountable. Uh, now, uh, in uh, James 1, verses 2 and 3, James says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Again, uh, uh, conflict uh, 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 strengthens us. If, if we face conflict in the, in the right way, uh, it will strengthen us and give us endurance and he even says, let endurance have its perfect result. In other words, let, let this work uh, in your life. Now, our, our standard is God's Word. Uh, and we, uh, I, I don't know how many of you might have been in Tommy's class last Sunday night, but he, he preached about, or he taught about uh, God's Word. Uh, God's Word is uh, our standard. It is totally reliable. It is is amazingly practical, absolute truth. The Hebrew writer in Hebrews 4.12 makes the statement, For the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. I I love the the last part of that, able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. I don't know whether you've ever ever heard of Roy Cogdell. Uh, He was an older preacher when I first began preaching. And uh, he was pretty well known in the the brotherhood. He held a lot of meetings. Uh, But he he had been a lawyer, and you could tell that he'd been a lawyer in, in the way that he preached. Uh, but anyway, he, he told this story. He said uh, he was in a gospel meeting, and he, he had not been in this place before. But uh, he preached the sermon. The, the, the uh, service is over. He's at the back of the auditorium, and he is uh, uh, greeting the people as they leave. 
And he, he noticed in the vestibule there's a man standing there that uh, uh, he, he just realized this man wants to talk to me and apparently he wants to talk to me by himself. So everybody goes out and this man comes up to him and he says, uh, Brother Cockrell, who told you about me? And this, this uh, uh, Brother Cockrell was just at a loss. He, he just said, uh, I don't know you. I've never met you. Nobody said anything about you. And he argued with him. He said, uh, yes, yes, I did. You, wouldn't have, you couldn't have said the things you did in your sermon tonight uh, if, uh, you, if somebody hadn't been talking about me. And anyway, Brother Cogdell was telling us that story. And he looked at Hebrews 4.12, where the Word of God is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And he said what happened, and he didn't even mention the uh, less, lesson title or what he had preached about. But he had used Scripture all the way through, talked about Scripture, explained Scripture. And God's Word was uh, uh, examining and uh, uh, th this particular man's uh, heart, uh, again, uh, he, he judging the thoughts and intentions of the heart. I, I really think that that's an interesting thing about God's Word. That, that when we read and study God's Word, it's, it's more than just a, a, a mental exercise. God's Word is reading us and uh, uh, correcting us. Uh, then uh, another passage in 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. All scripture is inspired by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So uh, we, we just have to keep uh, emphasizing that God's word is going to be our standard in all of this so that when when we face conflict we decide we're going to face it in the proper way but we're going to have right attitudes when we when we uh, deal uh, with uh, with conflict now uh, uh, I don't think Brad uh, mentioned anything like this in his lesson but there there are obviously some goals that we want to reach in going through this this study and the most basic goal is we, we want to please God. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 9, Paul makes the statement, I make it my goal to be pleasing to God. You could look at the life of uh, uh, Paul and see that that is exactly what uh, he was about. His, his life was lived in order to please God and the things that he did and the responses that he gave uh, were uh, to please God. So our most basic goal in, in, in uh, learning about peacemaking is we want we want to please God. Um, our immediate goal may be to resolve personal conflicts in a biblical, faithful manner. Uh, Galatians 6.1, you see somebody is in sin. Uh, uh, we end up sometimes going and talking with everybody else. He said, you go to him. You who are spiritual, uh, 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 restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, he says. So... Uh, uh, our immediate goal is to help one another to get conflicts uh, taken care of. Our long-term long goal is to develop the godly character that reflects Jesus Christ when I'm in a conflict. So uh, 
uh, any, any, any thoughts that you might have that uh, would add to any of that? Okay, now, I think it's interesting that uh, we uh, have to define conflict and I, I think sometimes we all think we know uh, what uh, conflict is but the, the book defines it as a difference in opinion or purpose that frustrates someone's goals or desires. I thought it was interesting the young peacemaker uh, defines conflict as a fight between people who think or act differently and uh, again all of us know what conflict is well, all of us have been in conflicts uh, at uh, home or at work or uh, wherever it might be. And I, I think it's important to realize that conflict is not inherently wrong. I, I think sometimes we get the idea that uh, conflict is just uh, 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 wrong. Uh, and that, that just is not so. Uh, conflict is not inherently wrong uh, or destructive. And in fact, again, and, and what we're looking at in the lesson to, to, tonight and on Sunday morning is this idea of conflict really giving us opportunities uh, to, show our, to show Christ living in us, to show the gospel. Uh, but uh, 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 the, uh, uh, it, 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 it's often our opportunity, again, to honor God, to serve others, and grow as a, as a Christian. I'll tell you, I love the story of Joseph, the Old Testament story of Joseph in Genesis. And everywhere he went, he just, he just seemed to have a grasp on what was right, whether it was Potiphar's wife after him or whether it was Potiphar throwing him in prison. His attitude toward all of that just seemed to be uh, with trust in God, looking to God for the help that he needed. Uh, I, I want to learn to be like that. But uh, Joseph, and, and even, even later on when his uh, uh, brothers are so afraid of him because of what he could do, uh, he, he just tells them, I'm, I'm not in the place of God. And uh, uh, so, uh, but uh, also Daniel uh, in the Old Testament. Uh, Daniel, trusting in God, uh, prays three times a day. And, and when, he, when he learns that it's against the rules that month for him to do that, uh, and he is thrown into a lion's den. I mean, he didn't stop praying three times a day. Uh, uh, Job, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and a, a lot of other uh, Old Testament examples, New Testament examples as well. But again, conflict... Uh, it gives us, it can give us the opportunity to honor God, to serve others, and to grow as a Christian. Now, uh, and, and this is interesting too to me. Uh, somebody observed that many of our conflicts end up really being sin detectors, uh, 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 warning lights, another said, uh, that, that reveal sin in our lives. Uh, uh, pride, uh, selfishness, and uh, here uh, I'm faced with a conflict. How do I respond to the person that I have the conflict with? Am I only thinking about myself? Uh, am I uh, uh, so proud I'm just talking down 
to the person. Greed, unforgiveness, and all other kinds of sins uh, could be in our lives. And again, uh, conflicts can be sin detectors uh, or warning lights uh, in, our, in our lives. Uh, in James 4 and verse 1, James asks uh, the, the, the question of uh, Christians that he's writing to, what is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? And he answered, is not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members? Uh, uh, I, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed of this, uh, and I, I, I hate to even uh, mention it, but uh, when Claudia and I were first married, uh, we were in a congregation, there were about 100 members, and uh, uh, I, I was uh, uh, one, uh, one, of, one of the teachers in the high school class, and the, the, the kids... Uh, really respected Claudia and me and uh, uh, they got turned sideways with the preacher and they didn't like the preacher I ended up just sort of being on their side and encouraging this and talking with them about uh, the uh, the preacher uh, and what, what happened to completely turn me around uh, Brother Linville Glass, still remember his name, He's, he was one of the elders there, had uh, physical defects, had crutches and so forth, <clears throat> but uh, uh, he got up one Sunday morning to preach and uh, he said uh, uh, we, we've got problems here in, in the church and he said uh, uh, I, I, I'm going to talk about it I'm just going to be plain, he said and when I get to the end of my lesson, I'm going to call the name of the person that is, is causing the trouble. Well, you know, I'm thinking, is it, uh, is it what I've been doing with the young people? There were, there were other bigger problems going on in the congregation at that time. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, is, is this me? I, I really listened to every word of this, the sermon as he, as he goes through and he, he, he shows the characteristics of this person and what he's like and what he's doing and and uh, finally gets to the end of the lesson he said now I, I want to name the person I'm talking about and everybody's on the edge of their seat he said it's the devil it's it's Satan and he goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and uh, uh, he, uh, uh, he 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 quoted from 2nd Corinthians 11 14 and 15 where uh, Satan is described. Paul says he's he's an angel of light. He he appears he appears as an angel of light, and his messengers do the, do the same. So, uh, uh, any uh, I think it's uh, again important that we recognize that the conflicts that we have may be helpful to us in pointing out sins uh, in our own lives. Now, for every task, you you have to have tools. And the, the, the most important tools of a peacemaker are repentance, confession, maybe I've got those turned around, maybe confession and repentance, and forgiveness. And uh, we, have, we have to learn ourselves uh, what it means to truly repent and turn from sin. And uh, confession, uh, now repentance is called the hard commandment. But confession sometimes is, is pretty difficult too, to confess our sins to others and to recognize 
uh, the need to do that and to ask for forgiveness and also uh, to be forgiving uh, to others. So tools needed uh, in uh, being peacemakers. Uh, now let me let me I, I'm, I'm doing all the talking here. Any any, uh, uh, any thoughts that you might have or any questions that you might uh, bring up? Uh, do, do, uh, do, do you remember the story that uh, he tells at the beginning of this lesson about Frank and his brothers and sister Jenny? I want I want to talk about that uh, in, in just a minute. But uh, as as Christians. One of our most uh, most important responsibilities is to learn how to work with people. And the problem is most of us uh, have had no training uh, in dealing with people. Ken, Ken Sandy, the author of the book, mentions his, uh, uh, the, all of the training that he'd had in, in becoming a lawyer and all of that. He, he just said there, there was no training uh, as a peacemaker. There was no training as to uh, 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 getting along uh, with other people. But, uh, I, I, and, and I want to emphasize this, but our homes, the homes of Christians, are often much like the world in the way we deal with conflict. And uh, I, I think it needs to be emphasized that this peacemaking uh, starts at home. It, it should be taught and practiced uh, in, in our homes, husbands and wives, uh, parents, children, uh, and, and so forth. So peacemaking starts at home. If we, if we learn to practice peacemaking at home, it, it will help us in other circumstances as well. Uh, in, in Ken Sandy's story of the family trying to settle an estate, uh, the preacher, if you remember, asked them, uh, what's the difference in the way you're handling this conflict and the way a good atheist would handle it? And uh, they, they sort of chided him when he asked them the question, we're supposed to be good Christians and just give way to Frank and let him have his way. But, but the point is, what God wants more than anything else is to see us treating others in a way that shows the power of the gospel in, in our lives. Uh, this idea of Christ living in me, it's a song we sang, uh, Galatians uh, 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 that talk, talks about uh, Christ living in, in us. Now, I, I tell you, I, I do want to stop there. And I, I, I would just like for us uh, to discuss that uh, uh, story that he told about Frank. And I, I think the sister's name was Jenny. One of the brothers was Joe. I think there were three, uh, three other brothers uh, and uh, could, could, would somebody just be willing to uh, uh, just tell that story briefly and uh, uh, yes, go, go right ahead. died and 
powers apparently already gone and children have to dispose of the property in some form or you know, keep it and give it back. And uh, so naturally they want to, to sell the farm and be done with. Well, they had kids in college and. Yeah, well, that's 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 good. What what was what was wrong with Frank? Why is he why is he the homebody that he uh, that he uh, was? He had a physical disability. He, he had some kind of a, a physical mental disability that uh, uh, he he just uh, couldn't function outside the home. So he he grew up in this house, and it's the only place he had ever lived. And uh, as, uh, uh, as you said, uh, now when, when uh, the mother grew, uh, when, when the father died, the mother was alone with uh, Frank. And uh, uh, Frank took care of her every need. And because uh, he's comfortable in this, in this house. Uh, when, these, when, these, when, the, when the mom and dad die, they read the will, and the will says uh, the three older brothers and, and the sister can sell the farm, get the proceeds from that. Well, uh, if you remember, Frank did not like that very much. And he's waiting uh, with a bat in his hand when the realtor is coming out to talk with them. And uh, uh, Jenny, the sister, is really concerned about Frank. Now she she wants to sell the farm too, but she's concerned about Frank. Yes. He, he had a, Frank had a trust fund set up, so he was going to be financially taken care of even without going from the farm. He was, okay. He was set aside. Oh, 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 okay. That's that's yeah. That's good. Oh, but but uh, uh, Frank. They, they, the sister, anyway, thought that Frank could not function outside the home, and it, it look, kind of looks that way. And Frank wants to to uh, uh, stay in, in the home, so he's got this bat, and he, he won't let him in. <clears throat> they call they call a preacher who's had uh, a peacemaking of all things training, and. Uh, uh, anyway, the, the question again, the question that we asked them, and they, they were, quote, Christians, uh, but uh, he asked him, he said, uh, can, can you tell me, you know, the way they're handling this is they're trying to get Frank out of the picture so they can sell the, the, the uh, farm and everything. Can you tell me how, you, how a good atheist would do this any different than the way that you're doing it? And... Uh, uh, well, they say you want us to be good Christians and and just give in to Frank and so forth. And he said, "No, that that's that's not that's not it at all." But he said, "I want you to handle this in the way that God would have you to handle it." And uh, so they they prayed, they they talked about it, and and uh, worked together. 
and how how did that how did that end up? How did they resolve that? Gary. They opted to sell all of the land, split that amongst their brothers, and left the, the house for Frank to live in. Yeah. It was interesting to me that the brothers made a plaque for Frank and uh, gave that to him. And uh, one of the one of the sons said, "There, there must be a God," for uh, because he said my dad would not have done that uh, on his own. But uh, have have you thought of, uh, of of all of that going on? Is there anything that could have gone wrong? I mean, what if, uh, what if because they they decided that what they decided to do is to keep the house, sell the land, sell all of the farm, which is what the buyer wanted anyway, keep the farm, let Frank live there the rest of his life, and so that's the way it ended. Uh, what if they decided to do that, and uh, uh, then the sale uh, uh, went. The, the sale of the property uh, that fell through. Had, had you thought about what they what they might do if, uh, if something like that happened? Well, I, I'm 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 not sure, but the the, the brothers, the older brothers, just seem uh, to be happy to do this. Uh, because the land went ahead and, and was sold, but it, anyway, it, it, it is a it is a good story. I don't know whether that's a true story or not. A lot of the stories that he tells are, are story things that actually happen. <clears throat> but uh, 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 any, anyway, uh, the uh, uh, that uh, that's that's the way that they handle that. Uh, th this was a good way to, to y yes. I just think um, the fact that they gathered the whole thing together to appreciate and just verbally acknowledge and thank Frank for all that he did, that to me shows the true change of heart yes. that the siblings all had, that they, they weren't just, yeah. you know, compromising. Okay. Instead of viewing Frank as an obstacle to their means, to their ends, they truly appreciated him for what he really had done. Um, okay, that that really is a good point, because because the the, the the whole family is is together on this. They they, they decide this together. Uh, uh, you know, God had something to do with that they 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 did pray about this and they, they were depending on god yes yeah i'm not sure about this instance here in particular but in my job i see this all the time so a lot of time like we work with a lot of small family businesses and so it might be mom and dad owned the hardware store and they got three kids one had been working there since he was 14 years old and the other two went off and had their own lives and own careers. Well, once mom and dad died, they haven't done effective estate planning. One feels like they have built the business. Yes. And they are entitled to all the business or a substantial portion. But the other two, 
to, if they haven't done good estate planning, are legally entitled to a third. And so that tears families mm. apart. So it can be where one believes that they have a lot of sweat equity <laughs> yeah. in, yeah. in what mom and dad have, it can get real bad. Did, did you know of a case like that? or? Yep. We, we've just worked on one or two of those recently. Okay. Here, yeah. and, or it's like two brothers get into business together. They don't. Yeah. One of them slacking off. Or yeah. One of them perceives the other slacking off. And then you got to get rid of them. But how do you do that without tearing the family apart? Okay. There are all kinds of stories like that. But, I mean, you can see conflicts in, on every hand and, and in everything. Yes. Uh, Um, and probably by this description, what the, what the mother did was probably pretty fair. I mean, the, the son with the disability had to stay, and then the rest of the kids would get equity from the rest of the land that was sold and split off. Um, but that wasn't necessarily what you know, the situation demanded. I think the bigger picture here, and what Frank, what makes it really hard, it's hard to say whether Frank could understand other people's circumstances. But not even his own mother, who lived with him, understood that Frank would need to stay in the same place. And it took a big stretch for all of his siblings to understand him and put themselves in their yes. shoes. And that seems really apparent in this story. Because even ourselves, whenever we th you know, think about each other, we're all in different stages of life. We all live in different areas. We all have different support systems and things like that. And I think it would be very hard sometimes in conflict to really understand where other people are coming from. Yeah, that, that's, that's good. And, and what she was saying a little while ago fits with that because you, you, have the, you, have, you finally ended up, rather than having them fighting with one another, the family decides together what can be done. And everybody is, uh, that may not have just absolutely pleased everybody, but everybody could live with that. Yes. Um, one thing that uh, I've been telling my kids that I now come back to 50, 50 uh, over and over in my own mental boring is um, you need to choose your relationship with the other person over what you want. Yes. And oftentimes I would pick peace, my peace, over whatever else. Yes. That, that gets back to the statement that Paul made in Philippians uh, uh, about uh, not uh, demanding things for yourself, not putting yourself first, but put others uh, before yourself. That, 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 was, that was a good illustration. Every uh, section, he gives an illustration like that to help you see uh, some of the things that are going on. But you, know, you can see that, that, that conflict uh, 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 provides opportunities and they, they had an opportunity to do what's right uh, and uh, uh, the, uh, that uh, preacher helped them to, to see that. Boy, sadly, I have a true life story. 
um, when I've read this story about Frank's family, I have an aunt, I had an aunt and uncle that owned some property, owned a store, quite a bit of land. They had two sons. When they passed, the two sons not only fought, they separated. Therefore, their families were separated. They don't even live in the same state anymore. It's so sad. Hmm. They don't speak because they fought over the yeah. The that that's that is what you hear over and over again. That and that again, that is the reason why uh, a study like this becomes so important. Because I mean, we can end up acting like that or having those same kind of attitudes, and that's that's sinful and wrong. That's that's a conflict that uh, again shows sin in our lives. Yes. Okay, now, I have a hearing problem. I didn't hear all of that. Tony, would you tell me what she said? <laughs> well, basically, we don't always have the same opinion on things. Say it loud. Just trying to bear with one another in those, those differences. Uh, even with the example that you gave, though, the family that Clearly, there was a difference of opinion of what should be done with the house. And so, you know, at some point you come to an impasse. Yeah. We can't both do the same thing. Yeah. Or we can't both do the opposite things at the same time. Yeah. And so that's, there, there either has to be a yielding or. That's right. There needs to be yielding on both parts. That, that is right. And I, I think it's maybe that's where we miss it at times too, which is that. We think well because some some opinion has to win out, and how is it that it has to win out? Why like, can't it just be that we both yield to what needs to be done as opposed to well, I'm going to find a way to make my opinion win. Then you both have lost. Okay. The only ones is the lawyers usually. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, uh, uh, again, uh, I, I, I just uh, you, you just see one of the most important things about that story is that family had to get together and talk about talk that out and figure out what's gonna what is gonna work for all of us. And and of course, Frank is an issue. Uh, it, uh, that they have to be uh, maybe mostly concerned about, but uh, uh, anyway, uh, that uh, that just that that illustrates, and other illustrations you've given uh, help us to see those things. Okay. Eight minutes, boys. Eight minutes. Ten minutes. Eight. Eight. Eight minutes. <laughs> Y'all are, are talking too much. Uh, okay, now, the, the, the uh, uh, basic principle in resolving conflict, the book sets forth these four G's. And I'm, I'm just going to sort of introduce them. I, I don't have time to go into detail. But uh, the, uh, the first one is to glorify God. <clears throat> how, how can I please and honor God in this conflict. That's what that preacher was trying to get them to, to see. How, how can I please and honor God in this conflict? That's, that is the number one uh, uh, situation or uh, purpose. First uh, Corinthians 10.31, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. By the time Paul gets to the 10th chapter, he's dealt with all kinds of problems in the, in the church at Corinth. I mean, there are divisions, a uh, man has his father's wife in uh, chapter 5, and the whole church seems to be uh, pleased with that. Uh, uh, they're having problems over eating meat, sacrifice to idols, and so forth. And he finally gets to this point, and he makes this statement, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all uh, to the glory of God. Let, let people see God at work in your life in uh, resolving conflict. So. Uh, the first G is to glorify God. How can I please and honor God in this conflict? Uh, I want God to be. We want God to be pleased. Secondly, is uh, uh, to, to get the log out of your own eye. Now, you, you start with yourself. How can I show the gospel's power in my life by admitting my part in this conflict? In Matthew seven. Uh, five says you you uh, uh, you get the uh, log out of your own eye first, and then you'll be able to help your brother get the speck out of his own eye. Uh, uh, the uh, the third is to gently restore. Uh, in other words, now uh, the. Uh, get the log out of my own eye, I'm, I'm trying to let the gospel work in my life by admitting my part in this conflict. Sometimes that's, that, that's one of the hardest things to do. Is that the first bell? Yes. That, that's, that's one of the hardest things to do, is, is to see what, what I'm contributing in, in this conflict. Get the log out of your own eye, then uh, the C part is gently restore. How can I demonstrate God's forgiveness and encourage a reasonable solution to this conflict? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, gently restore. How can I show uh, the uh, uh, Christ's love in helping another to accept his part of the conflict? Uh, Galatians 6 and verse 7, you see a brother in sin. He says, uh, you who are spiritual, go to him and uh, uh, restore 
gently uses that term, gently restore. And then the, the fourth is to go and be reconciled. How can I demonstrate God's forgiveness and encourage a reasonable solution to this conflict? Uh, Matthew 5, 23 and 24 tells, uh, uses the illustration. Uh, Jesus used the illustration of uh, you're, you're on your way to worship. And uh, there you remember uh, that your brother has something against you. You've done something that's uh, 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 wounded your brother. And uh, uh, instead of telling the, 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 the fellow to go on to worship and after worship, he said, put your gift down and you go and be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. And, and that just tells me that we cannot worship God acceptably when we have all, again, when, when, when we've done something to a brother that's wounded them or when uh, uh, we uh, are uh, uh, hurting another person or we're uh, worried about what, what another person has done. Uh, but uh, uh, leave your gift there and go be reconciled with your brother and, and then come and offer your gift. God is not acceptable with worship when we are at odds with our brothers. Uh, so uh, I think that that's important for us. Now, uh, the, uh, the underlying G, now wait a minute. Now I changed uh, verses here, but the underlying G is the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now this is where Ken Sandy uh, really does a wonderful job of showing us a picture of what God has done for us through Jesus. And, and he said if, if we could just let that uh, burn, that image burn in our minds, we would, we would be more willing uh, to give in at where there's conflict or where we can give in uh, to the conflict. But uh, 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 let's see. Uh, uh, and this, that, this is the way that the book, the, the four G's is the way the book is, is divided up, uh, by the way. Uh, but to, no, this, there's something that I wanted to do just there. Uh, 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 well, and, and this is a quote, but the most effective peacemakers are those who meditate long and often on the gospel. John 3.16, God so loved the world, gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, should have uh, everlasting life. So, uh, any other thoughts before the, the bell rings? I don't want to start something else here. We, we will uh, uh, go into the, uh, uh, the, the chart about the slippery slope and we'll discuss that uh, uh, in, in our next in our Sunday in Sunday's lesson. Yes. I thought um, seek first to understand and then be understood is powerful. Just to remember it is. Back in front of your mind. It is. That's good. Yeah. Uh, being understood and being willing to understand uh, are things that, that are a part of uh, being a peacemaker. <clears throat> oh. I, I, I said I've changed the uh, 
the, the scripture there. Galatians, the underlying G, the gospel of Christ, Galatians 2 and verse 20, uh, where Paul says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He just said, if you ponder that and think about it, if you get, if you get a picture of that in your mind and you are thinking about that uh, when you're in a conflict, it'll help you. Uh, to respond in a proper way. If Jesus has done that for you and for me, then we ought to be willing to sacrifice to others as well. Okay, thank you.